Welcome to the Affirmation Meditation Podcast. I'm Bob Baker, and among other things, I'm an author, musician, coach, mentor, and improv comedy instructor. In 2017, I took my small YouTube channel and turned it into the premier destination for affirmations and inspiration, with hundreds of thousands of subscribers and millions of views. I started this podcast soon after, and it now reaches nearly 100,000 people a month. I'm on a mission to inspire and uplift humanity, one positive thought and one inspired action at a time. Thank you for joining me in that effort. Please visit my website for a free gift. And while you're there, learn more about our High Vibe Tribe community, as well as mentorship opportunities where I can help you grow a YouTube channel, attract an audience of raving fans, or manifest more abundance into your life. You can also get a copy of my book, The Power of Affirmations and Positive Self-Talk. Just visit BobBakerInspiration.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Affirmation Meditation Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 23, and I am your host, Bob Baker. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Feel free to subscribe if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you happen to be consuming this. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. Hey, if you're a fan of the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, you are really going to enjoy this interview with Brianna Greenspan. She's been part of Hal's team uh, throughout the history of the book. She's an advisor. She's the host of the Miracle Morning Room on Clubhouse every morning for two hours. So check out the description or show notes of this recording, and I will have links to various Miracle Morning-related pages. I really love doing this interview with her, and I think you will too. It's quite inspiring, of course. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, pull up a chair, and enjoy this interview. Well, look who is joining me on Zoom today. It's Brianna Greenspan. Hi, Brianna. How are you? Hi, so nice to see you. Nice to see you again, too. So you and I just connected in recent months, uh, and I first found out about you as a result of this new app that I think a lot of people are hearing about called Clubhouse, which is like an audio-based app where you can come and join in conversations without having to get out of your pajamas, I guess is a good way to describe it. Um, But you host uh, what's called the Miracle Morning uh, uh, Room, like Seven days a week, starting at seven p.m. or seven a.m. Central, right? And that's seven. And how long have you been doing that? Yes, uh, I do. Um, for a couple of months now, over you know, one hundred and twenty plus days. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've kind of lost count, but since December. Okay, I think I maybe I got on in around then or January or February or something or something like like that. You've been doing it for a little a little while. That's amazing. So your level of commitment to that and it lasts about two hours, doesn't it? Uh, it does. It does. It's normally from seven to nine a.m. Central, mm-hmm. um, and it's we host the the official space for people to crowdsource wisdom and really understand what's possible for their lives by incorporating 
powerful rituals and habits into their morning practice. And so we're the home of the Miracle Morning on Clubhouse, and it's super fun. Yeah, yeah, but that's incredible commitment because just to get me to do something like once a week is like a, a, a magical thing but to be there you know uh, bright and early and you and you do such a great job at that too i just want to and i know you have other you have other help there are other moderators you know that share the stage with you uh if you will but you're you're the you're the captain of that ship and you do a great job and you're very enthusiastic and um uh, just doing a great service for this growing number of people that show up for for those i just want to commend you on that Thank you so much. It's really a gift and privilege to be able to hold space for so many as we elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. Yeah, yeah. So I know. So, so, the, so the, this room, the Miracle Morning, is based on the Miracle Morning book by uh, Hal Elrod. And I don't know all the details, but I know you have been friends with Hal for a long time. Um, and I and I knew you got involved with him at some point. I listened to a podcast or part of a podcast where he interviewed you recently on his pod podcast. I got a little flavor of it, but I know prior. Do you mind us going back? And I have a feeling that you're as many details as you want to uh, to uh, share uh, with your personal journey, maybe up until the time of meeting uh, Hal. Um, uh, yeah, what is your personal growth journey? Like, when did you discover? Is there something that happened in your life that kind of forced you to 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 look for a to personal development, personal growth? Uh, uh, we'd love to know whatever you wanted to share in that re- regard. Mm, what a beautiful question. And yes, Hal and I have been dear friends for over a decade. It's been a, a really just a beautiful unfolding to be one of his advisors and like a cheerleader and supporter and um, advisor to the Miracle Morning brand for the last 13 years. Yeah. And when I think about my own personal journey, especially in my first foray into personal development, you know, I really, I, I, I take myself back because the first 20 years of my life were not at all filled with the positivity that I have now or the rituals and habits that help me to evolve who I am. Yet, um, I can't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't, you know, if I didn't stumble upon what is now known as personal development all those years ago, because I grew up incredibly challenged from a physical standpoint. Um, I had a lot of limiting beliefs and limitations that were kind of placed on my life from my care team at a very early age where there was a lot of you can'ts, you won'ts, you'll nevers, limiting belief narrative surrounding what my future may hold based on uh, the health situation that I was born with. However, what I learned is that those were just simply opinions of really educated people. Mm-hmm. Yet when I took those opinions to heart and then I shared them as my own affirming statements, I'm sick. I can't, I won't, I'll never versus they think it unlocked inside of me, this limiting belief, um, opportunity where I couldn't get out of the box that I had then put myself in when somebody else, you know, presents you with this limiting belief narrative, that's their opinion. But when you take it on as your own um, and then reinforce it to others, when you share, that is really a destructive and catastrophic um, situation. And so when I was 20, I lost the ability to walk after a failed L5 S1 fusion surgery, which is kind of like a long story, but I'd always been pretty um, challenged 
um, with mobility in various ways. And there was a lot of assistive devices and medications and then um, surgeries and other such Western approaches to um, mitigating some of my symptoms. Yet, unfortunately, none of those things were like the, <laughs> the, the, the answer, so to right. speak. And after that, that surgery, I lost the ability to walk. And um, shortly afterwards, my parents pulled me out of college. I went through a very intense and robust 378-hour therapy program with the whole goal of me being able to walk up a flight of stairs without any um, medication, without any uh, um, Western medication. Right. Or any medication whatsoever. And you obviously achieved that. Oh yeah. Now I can now I can I just walked up a flight of stairs like a ninja. And yeah. so very shortly after I learned to walk again, I got a job. And at that um at that job, I broke a national record in my first month. And what was so beautiful about this opportunity is that the company that I worked for was secretly infusing personal development into every single touch point that their employees experienced. And so in the sales meetings and at the company conferences and all the resources that they would share with the, with their employees were all rooted in very, very beautiful personal development practices. And from there I met Hal and very shortly after, he posed a, a, a challenge to me. And he said, um, I want you to start waking up earlier than you normally would. And I want you to start pouring into yourself. And at this point, there was no miracle morning. There was no global no. movement. There was no book. There was no Facebook. There was nothing. It was just like how suggesting to some friends and, and you know, people in his circle of influence, yeah. what if... And he was you, like, your, you, you had brought him on kind of as your coach, right? Because you, uh, yeah, when, when you discovered who he was and or, or, or you just vibed with, with, his, with his message, but, uh, but uh, brought him on as a coach. And so he inspired you prior to the book. Yes, absolutely. He was a Hall of Famer at the sales company at okay. that time. And in my first month, I broke a national record. And then I got this phone call from him and he said, hey, I heard you broke a national record. You're like the new up and coming girl. I think that I would be a great fit to be your coach. And I was so excited because I knew exactly who Hal was because he had a book called Taking Life Head On. Mm -hmm. And it was the story of him being hit head on by a drunk driver and him learning to walk again. And so when I learned to walk again, and right when I got this job, everyone was like, oh, you learned to walk again. Have you ever heard of Hal? You should read this book. And so okay. I loved the book. And when he called, I was like, I know exactly who you were. <laughs> like, I learned to walk again. You learned to walk again. You're a sales leader. I'd love to, you know, hire you as my coach. And I had a lot of admiration and respect for him, which is why when he challenged me and said, hey, I want you to start waking up earlier than you normally would and start pouring into yourself. I gave him a tremendous amount of feedback, of pushback. And I said, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I have a lot of struggles. You know, I never know what's going to happen. What if I was throwing up all night? What if I just had a seizure? What if, what if, what if limiting belief, you know, word vomit. Right. And he said, point blank, 
what if you changed the way you showed up to your own life and it changed the outcome that you experienced? Wow. And because I had a lot of admiration and respect for him, um, I said, okay, I will try what you're suggesting tomorrow. And in my first miracle morning, so to speak, mm-hmm. I was very, very aware. I was, I just like had this deep visualization that if I did some version of positive habit stacking in the morning, I'd never spend another 24 hours in bed or in a hospital ever again. Oh, wow. And it's now been 13 years. That is the case. I love the wow. Miracle Morning. I'm I, a super fan. I bet. And that, and then, then yeah, it's, well, there's so much there. And I know you got more involved with, yeah, with, with working with Hal, which maybe I'll, I'll ask you about here. But I just want to kind of touch on a couple of things of what you said so far, which is really inspiring. And I, yeah, I can totally see why you resonated with him. Your stories are similar. Yeah, he was in a car accident, I think, a head-on collision. and had many broken bones and, and uh, a long recovery. And they told him, yeah, you're probably never going to walk again. And he said, well, thanks, but I... Uh, and he actually, I think there was a part of him that was willing to accept that. Uh, but he's also held open the possibility that no, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to recover and walk. Right. That's actually one of my favorite stories about how he said, respectfully, I disagree. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, care team went to his parents and said, your son has brain damage. He's not understanding the severity of his symptoms. And he said to his parents, his parents came to him and said, the doctors think you have brain damage. You're not understanding the severity of what's happening to you. And he said, no, I get it. If I'm going to be in a wheelchair the rest of my life, I'll be the happiest guy in a wheelchair ever. But don't tell me the day I wake up from a coma that it's my only option. At least let me try and walk. And if I fail, okay. And six weeks later, he took his first step. Two months later, he was fully walking. He went on to run a 52-mile double marathon that year and has been really a, a trailblazer for making sure that you recognize that there's more than one option out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I know a lot of people, when they run into somebody who's like fully empowered and alive and living you know, their full potential, they just think that they were always like that. But, um, but quite often, and probably more often than not, uh, that came as a result of having to overcome an, ad- an adversity. Um, and that was Hal's case, for sure, and even yours, yours too. So I, I mean... You probably, I don't know if you, there are blessings in the challenges that we, that we face and they make, make us who we, who we are. But do you look back on that as a, as a blessing or see the, the, the gift in what you learn and who you've become the same way the hell as a result of having to not accept the status quo and, and uh, having to, to, to find your own way through this, that challenge? Absolutely. That's such a beautiful question because Um, the amount of resilience and tenacity and strength that I have, I mean, I maybe could have gotten them from other life experiences. However, I'm significantly more equipped for the world that we're currently in than almost all of my peers. And as a result, I have a lot of gratitude for the life experiences that I've had, especially the complications that I've had, because through every time I've been knocked down, 
and subsequently learned to pick myself back up, it taught me something about myself that I don't know where I would have otherwise learned that. Yeah. And, you know, in this specific chaotic time in, in life's history, it's really interesting because I constantly find myself thinking I was made for this moment. I got this um, in so many realms. And I don't know if I would have been who I am today in its fullest expression if it weren't for the challenges that I went through as a child and the challenges that I still go through. I mean, the the condition that I have is progressive and genetic. It's not like I can magically snap my fingers and make it go away because of my miracle mornings, but I'm significantly more equipped no matter what symptom arises to be able to handle it and then continue on. That's fabulous. And you mentioned um, this word, uh, you mentioned the word try a couple of times in, in the, and maybe uh, even with the, when you were talking about Hal's situation, I know in some circles of personal development, or well, there's that quote from Yoda in Star Wars: "There is no try. There's only do and no don't don't do." Um, but I think it. I think there are times when it's appropriate when you're not sure. You know, uh, I'm going to try this. Um, I have no idea how it's going to work, but your willingness to to attempt something um, that's different from just "woe is me" is an important step. And so I don't. I don't know if you've ever. Th- thought about that word or, you know, how it's loaded for some people and, and, and others, but I, I think it's great. You yeah. know, it's interesting. A lot of people are very sensitive to, and very triggered by specific words because of their own baggage and their own limiting beliefs. But the truth is, especially in Hal's case, he was going to try and learn to walk again because he didn't actually know the outcome that was going to happen. He was going to put forth a unwavering, have, he was going to put forth Uh, extraordinary effort while maintaining unwavering faith, but he wasn't sure what would really happen. And for me, there's a lot of situations where I do things you either do or don't do. Right. But There's also a lot of situations where I try my absolute best yet. I'm not positive what's going to happen other than I have full 100% confidence that I'll learn, grow, and evolve from whatever happens throughout yeah. that throughout that process of trying. Yeah. And so I'm not very triggered by specific words, especially now in days in the ways that I, you know, might have been in years past or the ways that I witness other people um being triggered by specific things. Yeah. So maybe the word try is the gateway drug, if you will, between being like victim or feeling like a victim and then feeling totally empowered maybe it's the bridge between those two things you know okay i don't know but i'm gonna tr- i'm feeling down frustrated beaten but i'm gonna try this and then as you try it and you have success with it then you get more confident and then you do get to that unwavering faith that you mentioned i love that phrase too yeah. yeah i think there's a lot of like hustle culture and within that like the word try is seen as something negative but the truth is we're all trying something for the first time at some point <laughs> Maybe we try it on for size and we, you know, keep with it. And sometimes we don't, but, you know, we're all evolving who we are in some way, shape or form. And so I, you know, it's just a word to me. Yeah. yeah. 
it's so funny. We we sort of heard heard that phrase cancel culture, but I think you just coined a new one. I'm gonna start to use hustle court culture. Oh, <laughs> like that's that. a real thing. Yeah. That's that is a real term, and it's you know there is no try. You do or don't do. And it's just this yeah. um, grind and grind, hustle and grind culture where you know you're not actually learning, growing, evolving. You might be stacking paper. But you're not actually becoming the person that you want to become. And most of those people end up being really unbalanced, really burned out, losing a lot of relationships at the expense of material gain. And so hustle culture is kind of all of that. Even though I am an entrepreneur, I do a lot of things. As you said, you know, I run a seven day a week. 14 hour a week yeah. uh, clubhouse room where we're elevating the consciousness of humanity. And each and every day we're hearing from people that because of what they heard in the room, they've decided to take massive positive action in their own life. And so there's a time to grind. There's a time to like really be committed, but yeah. not at the expense of your own physical or emotional well-being. Yeah. Awesome. You mentioned uh, uh, once once or twice the word or the phrase habit stacking, which I'm familiar with. Um, there are some ebooks out um, on that topic. I interviewed an author of one of them. I think Steve Scott was his name several years ago. Uh, but what does that mean to you? Because I think it's tied into the Miracle Morning and Savers, right? And maybe if you want to explain what Savers is and how that relates to habit stacking, feel free to lay that on me there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I would love to, because habit stacking can be super simple and positive habit stacking can be super simple. We all have various habits in our life. You know, some people habit stack bathroom routines. So they might habit stack washing their face when they wake up and then they brush their teeth. That's one positive habit and then another positive habit. And then they might even take a shower. That's a third positive habit. But habit stacking is something that we're all doing. You know, another version of habit stacking is some people go and get a donut and then they sit on the couch and then they watch Netflix and then they scroll on their phone and then they pass out on the couch. And that's a evening routine habit, habit stacking that I'll just call that not positive habit stacking. That's the other end of the spectrum. And so with the miracle morning, Hal was able to figure out that there's six categories that the world's most successful thought leaders attribute their success to. And those were silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And so we thought, what if not only he, but others started to do, instead of just one, started to do many of those or all of those each day. And so habit stacking is really, and positive habit stacking is identifying what rituals, habits, modalities you'd like to engage in together. And so for me, when I brush my teeth right afterward, then I do two minutes of physical therapy in the bathroom. And I do a various specific kind of stretching. I do some push-ups and some squats and some other um, uh, strength training, uh, neck strength training activities. All, you know, it's like three minutes. I brush my teeth and then I do this activity and then I'm ready for the next thing. Then I'll drink some water. That's another habit. And so when we identify that we all have these habits, are your, are your habits that you wake up 
and then you look at your social media and then you, and then, and then, and then, and then is it, yeah. you know, serving you or not. And so yeah. for me, I love to build that momentum. Habit stacking for me is really all about building um, this positive momentum so that I have the energy that I need for the day or for the next series of activities. So when you do one thing that might take you 10 seconds or 45 seconds or three minutes or 10 minutes, and then you add on another thing and then another thing, you're stringing along all of these things that are serving you at such a high level. So for me, it's like in the first five minutes that I wake up, there's gratitude, like right off the bat, Mm -hmm. there's some very specific prayers and affirmations. There's drinking water, brushing teeth, doing my uh, first bit of physical therapy routine all within five minutes that prepares me to do all kinds of other things. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. And, um, and and I love how, yeah. So to savers is an acronym. Yeah. Uh, again, for those, for those, Different activities. One, just run one through there one more time. So it starts with silence, like almost like silence, meditation, I guess. Silence um, or meditation or breath work, mindfulness. And what's beautiful about each of these cat, each of the savers, is that the category is super broad. You know, silence might mean prayer or devotional or meditation or breath work or just listening to the birds while you're, you know, sitting outside. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means to you is great, but making sure that you're giving yourself some time and space to do anything within that category. Yeah. And then there's affirmations, your favorite. Near and dear to my heart, as you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's visualization. Mm-hmm. Just seeing which, which is uh, thinking about your your goals, picturing it in your mind, seeing it, feeling it, adding all the sensory uh, um, aspects of those, those things that you're moving toward. I guess that's one way of looking at visualization. Yep. And there's so many things within visualization, visualizing the success of the day, visualizing your future, you know, having a vision board, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's many different aspects that you can visualize, especially if you look at the wheel of life, you can visualize, you know, success and health, success and relationships, you know, visualizing buying that new home, visualizing finding that spouse, visualizing that raise at work. So many different things that you can visualize or ways to visualize. Is the wheel of life, is that something that's, that Hal talks about in in the, in the book that those different areas of your, of your life? Absolutely. Many, many, many uh, thought leaders talk about the wheel of life. And so many of them have wheel of life activities. And basically it's just a beautiful assessment where you can identify, it's like a pie chart. And then it says like one through 10, and you can literally just identify where are you in relationships? Are you a six in relationships, but a 10 in health, but a two in finance? You know, when we think about a wheel, how is it supposed to actually spin around? If you're a six in everything, then, you know, you're good. Like you could be better. There could be more air in that tire, but you're good. But if you're a 10 here and a two here and a four here, then, you know, there's a little bit of misalignment. And so Hal has a wheel of life activity as part of 
um, the free bonuses, they're at tmmbook.com. And it has like this 30 page assessment guide that basically you can evaluate every aspect of your life, where you are, where you want to go, and how these specific practices, the savers, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing can help you get to where you want to go. That's awesome. And the scribing is a in in my language, it's another word for kind of journaling, which is so, so it's about writing things down, your thoughts. I guess that's that's pretty open ended too, and how you use that, right? They're all open ended. I yeah. mean, I know people that are freehand journaling, and I know people that use a guided journal. I know people that use journaling prompts. I know people that do you know audio recordings of their journal. I know people that use their their scribing time in order to write their book. I know people that are using a pencil or a pen or their laptop to capture things. There's so many various ways. I mean, I have a, um, I have a five minute journal and that's literally just a gratitude journal. It's just it asks you three questions. What are you grateful for? What would make today great? And what's one daily affirmation? And then at night, it asks you a very short series of questions. What was great about today and what could be improved for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And, cool. you know, that's just a short little prompted uh, writing practice. But then there's others, whether it's a planner or a freehand notebook or whatever that um, can best support you with scribing. That's fabulous. I love it. And so, yeah, I did want this interview to focus on you, but there's no denying your involvement uh, with the, uh, with uh, uh, Hal and help and helping him grow the Miracle Morning. I guess I don't know if I can call it. I don't call it Empire, but his. Oh, we're going to call it Empire. The empire. Miracle, yes, that with the movement global. We call it a global family, but I love this word Empire because yeah. the truth is, you know, what would be more powerful than an empire that's mission is to selflessly add value to the world by elevating the consciousness of individuals. It's another thing that I wrote down when you were talking about the purpose of the room that you're doing on Clubhouse. You've mentioned that it raising the consciousness of the world. So this is like a phrase, and I think it ties into having a mission, right? It's like you're... I don't know if it's your personal purpose, but it's the mission maybe of the room or of the book or how's... And so, oh, there you... (laughs) It go. is the mission of the movement to oh, elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. It's my personal mission. It's Hal's personal mission. It's the mission of the Miracle Morning Movement. That's why we have a lot of alignment there. And we talk about what that actually looks like from a metric standpoint. If you are familiar with David Hawkins' work, like a Power bit, Versus yeah, Force. About the, uh, about the different uh, yeah, levels. Of consciousness. Yeah. That's exactly right. And you can literally see, you know, what frequency are you giving off based on your emotional state? You can't actually be in a state of shame and love at the same time. Yet when you're doing something courageous, your vibrational frequency is at a 200 and it's a courageous act for someone to do a miracle morning. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have courage within yourself in order to pour into yourself instead of deflecting and pouring into others. That's awesome. Um, and so I just want to go back yet yeah, to the, your, so I know Hal was your coach. Um, and then at what point, 
after that, did, he already and he already had a book, at least one book out at that point, because he, he he talked about his accident and overcoming that. Um, how long after you were you coached with him did he start working on the Miracle Morning <laughs> book, which is I guess his best known thing? Was it soon after or a while? <laughs> It's like such a funny question. Oh my gosh. So how was my coach back in 2008? The okay. Miracle Morning book came out December of 2012. Okay. So four, and, four, four years later. Yeah. And in that time, he was able to amass a beautiful following of individuals that had just from a word of mouth um, standpoint, heard about these practices and said, I want to wake up earlier than I had committed to yesterday and I'm going to fill up my own cup so that I can serve the world at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And I was like a big uh, supporter of anybody who consistently came to me and said, my life sucks. I'm out of alignment. I'm out of balance. I don't feel fulfilled. What am I, what, why are you so fulfilled? Why are you so strong? Like, where's your vitality coming from? And I would say, Every single day I wake up with intentionality and I pour into myself for a minimum of 10 minutes and, you know, for a maximum of however long I want to. And people were just blown away. And I'd say things like every day looks different. Some days I'm doing physical therapy for a long period of time. Some days I'm going on a walk. Some days I'm meditating. Some days I'm like journaling by a stream. Some days, you know, the, the possibilities were endless, but the only non-negotiable was that I was giving myself some time and space before I gave myself to the world. I like that you said that you could spend at least 10, 10 minutes. Of course, yeah, if you have, if you have longer, you can certainly do that. I love the flexibility of the, of the plan too, but the, but the, the minimum or everybody, well, most people can find 10 minutes, but it also, I know other experts talk about the hour of power, you know, where you spend an hour doing these these morning these morning things, but it kind of ties into that hustle culture thing that we were talking about. A lot of people think, oh, I don't have an hour to spend in the morning, but you have 10 minutes, right? Uh, and so there's no shame in only having 10 minutes to devote to it. Yeah. And actually in the book, Hal talks about the six minute saver, and it's literally one minute of silence, one minute of affirmations, one minute of visualization, one minute of exercise, one minute of reading, one minute of scribing. And if you have more time, add in an extra minute or two to any of those that you want, or just start by doing a bare minimum of six minutes of one thing. Maybe you just do six minutes of affirmations. Maybe somebody just listens to your YouTube for six minutes and then that's all they do. Maybe somebody just turns on a visualization track or an audio track or walks one time around the block or even does a little bit of habit stacking upon the habit stacking, as I call it, which is like, I'll get on the elliptical for six minutes, but I'll also listen to an audio book at the same time. That's so double dipping right there. Yeah, you know, maybe somebody's walking around the block and they're listening to an audiobook or your affirmations or whatever, and it it creates the opportunity when you can give yourself six minutes and you can do it in any way you want. It gives you the confidence to know that you can commit to yourself tomorrow. Yeah, just about today. It's just about tomorrow. It's just about you know each and every day we have the opportunity. Are we going to check our phones and see all the messages that we missed at night? Or are we going to give ourselves a moment? Yeah. Awesome. And, and uh, yeah, and, it's, and I love that you can, um, the, the flexibility of it. And also, I know that I, um, 
I had a, I have I off, off and on throughout my life I've had a, my own version of a morning routine that very much reflects or similar to savers although being aware of it and being um, re- reminded of the miracle morning savers I'm actually uh, up updating that but but over the last month or two I got into a funk where I got away from it like I was I was just I was doing the thing. I was checking my phone or getting coffee or, really, oh, I got this project I need to, to work on. I found myself slipping away from it. But now I'm feeling, and I knew that I would come back to it, but I'm forgiving myself for falling off the wagon. And now I'm recommitting myself uh, to it. And I assume there's that that built into the miracle morning. If you get away from it, don't beat yourself up. Just get back on the get back on the horse. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the beautiful things. It's like, you know, I try to say to people, make sure you never miss a day twice. Yeah. And if your threshold is so small, if you're giving yourself a bare minimum of six minutes, maybe tomorrow's six minutes, maybe the next day is 15, maybe the next day is six again, maybe the next day is 40. But yeah. making sure that on the days that we can't do it, we're distracted. We're giving ourselves at least six minutes and that can look different as I mentioned before, but like a bare minimum of a couple of non-negotiables. So on a busy day, I know I'll go on a walk just Mm -hmm. one time around the block, just one time. And that's fine. Making sure that there's something that fills up my cup even if it's just a short amount of time. And so for you, my highest hope would be that you identify certain things that you love to do that are not a chore that are like, these are my get to get to do things. Right. And you have them in your back pocket as your, if I only do this one thing, I've already crushed it. That's cool. Yeah. And you know, I know people that that's like a, a five minute intensati mood booster, which is basically like, affirmations and visualization and exercise um, all at the same time. It's amazing with Patricia Moreno. I know people that, you know, say that it's reading. They have to get in at least two pages, if nothing else. And, you know, for each person that's different, but when we identify what our non-negotiables are in terms of this is my favorite thing to do. And if I only did that, I'd already feel like I won. And then on the days that you're not going to do you know, a full robust miracle morning, you at least do that. And it's great. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel, feel better. Cause I think I was beating myself or not, or at times down on myself that I wasn't doing all of the stuff. Cause it includes, cause I know health is an area that I really want to focus on. Uh, it's turning into a little uh, therapy session for me here. <laughs> but, so, so physical activity in the morning is part of that. But lately I've been, maybe I'll do the journaling or I'll do, or I'll meditate uh, or even do some affirmations, but I've skipped the, the physical part. So I am doing something. Uh, yeah. Maybe you don't have to do all six of them. Uh, so even if you just, yeah. So I, so I guess most mornings I am doing something that fills up my, my cup. I'm just not doing all of them. And I just have to learn. And just like, and I guess this lesson is for people watching because we all fall off of our plans uh, just to, f- to forgive yourself for that and recommit. That's why your part of your mission statement is one morning at a time. That's all you can do it, right? <laughs> one morning at a time. So if it didn't happen today, there's tomorrow morning. Start anew. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, so, uh, so 2012, uh, Hal's book, The Miracle Morning, comes out, and you were still kind of involved uh, in, in in helping him at that at that point. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, we were best friends. I was, I was part of the book launch team. It was very exciting. Many, many people were very excited for the book because he'd amassed this um, community of individuals that were saying, my life has been drastically positively impacted because of these rituals and habits. I'd love to be able to share that with others. And that was never really an option before. And so the book came out, it became an international bestseller. It's now been translated into 37 languages. Wow. He and I have a book together, a positive affirmations coloring book. Yeah. And I want, I want to talk about that and have you hold, hold it up. At least you'll see it on the, on the YouTube ver, uh, version here. But did, is that uh, an independently, did he publish that on his own as opposed to through a publishing company? Oh, yeah. There. He publishes on, through um, on his own. And there's directly on Amazon. Oh, cool, cool. And oh, I'm sorry, you know, we're going to come back to to you because I am a big proponent of independent publishing. Most of my of, of my 16 books, 14 of the 16, I published myself. So that's really impressive that he uh, did that on his own and didn't wait for a publishing company. I mean, he probably could have got a book a book deal, but the fact that he did it on his own and got it translated and did all the things that, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So well, all the other languages that it's um, translated into there, it's published yeah. in every other language. And so a publisher came to him, saw the success of the, of the English version and said, we want to translate this and publish it in Mongolian, in French, in Portuguese. Right. In, they buy the rights to do that they, for their publishing company. Exactly. In their language. Right. Yeah. I assumed, yeah, he probably didn't, yeah, that he didn't self-publish all the, all the different languages, but that's amazing. Um, that That's amazing. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to follow in his footsteps with my own power of affirmations book because it just came out in English. Um, but, uh, and then did you watch the six, and I talk, I think I shared with you that I first heard about Hal when he was interviewed by Pat Flynn, who's kind of a big, uh, smart passive in, income. And he's, he has a huge, following. I don't remember what year that was, but I think the book had been out a little bit. Um, and so, but that's, but that's awesome. So what do you, uh, so is the clubhouse thing, your main way of supporting the miracle morning movement these days? Are you also involved in other ways with this, with the team to get the word out or? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm involved in a few different ways. I'm, I'm house advisor. And so I advise him on various projects and also I lead the new project to bring the miracle morning to schools across America. And so we rolled out a pilot program this year to 2,500 students. And now we're probably going to bring it to around a hundred thousand students this September. And what's beautiful about that is that the schools that we've worked with have started identifying that their entire campus culture has shifted. They're more mindful. They're kinder. The ripple effects of the Miracle Morning are actually spilling over into these children's home lives, into these teachers' home lives. The janitorial staff at one of the schools was so blown away by what was happening. They asked for copies of the book and to start being able to do the Miracle Morning with the staff. And so there's just a lot of moving pieces in the opportunities that the Miracle Morning movement has to support um, the upliftment of the planet. And I'm involved in various different ways when I can. This is not my job. It's my hobby. I just feel very strongly that um, this is the time and wholesome projects, wholesome um, movements such as the Miracle Morning Mm -hmm. are what 
many people who are lost and confused and living in a fear storm or an anger storm or a shame storm are looking for. And so creating that opportunity where people can easily find rituals and habits that can serve them in their deepest time of need is really a a big passion of mine. That's fabulous. And Hal is very lucky to have you on his team. We all could use a Brianna. I know I <laughs> I need to find my own Brianna. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can. Oh, I'm sure I, you can manifest, you know, the right person being the supporter and advisor of all the goodness that you bring into the world. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know that he or she is out there right now and maybe multiple people on that team. Uh, so is the thing you were talking about in the schools, is that related to your book that I want to, uh, is that related to the coloring book at all or something? Kind of. The coloring book is definitely part of it. Um, And it's really a beautiful thing when we see that coloring book affirmations, I believe in my potential, not in my past. I'm ready and committed to make this my best year ever. I stand up for what's important to me are all, you know, gracing the hallways of these schools that are all over these classrooms and that are literally presencing these students to wake up their subconscious. They need to read or say something 10,000 times in order to shift their subconscious programming. And so by having these affirmations at the beginning of each classroom, like on the on the door when you enter and in the hallways and in the room all around, mm-hmm. it creates this opportunity for not only your conscious, but your subconscious to pay attention. That's awesome. Do you mind uh, yeah, holding up the book again? I know they won't be able to see it on the audio pod, podcast, but just describe what inspired. Uh, so this is your, uh, what you and Hal put out this called the Miracle Morning Art of Affirmations, Art, uh, the positive coloring book for adults and kids. What Where did the inspiration come for that? Yeah. You know, I wanted to create a positive psychology workbook for kids and teens with chronic and terminal illnesses, specifically those that had that limiting belief narrative of what they couldn't do or what they wouldn't ever be able to accomplish and give them another option. Exactly what Hal talks about, you know, creating a multitude of options, and then you can pick and choose. If you want to live in limiting belief narrative, that's fine, but at least you know that there's other options out there. And um, I found this illustrator, Paul Joy, and he was incredibly wonderful. I found him in the Miracle Morning community. And at one point he mentioned that his dream was to publish a book with Hal. And I said, really? I know him. He's like, you know him? And I said, yeah, we're best friends. <laughs> and he said, my dream would be to maybe turn your project into a Miracle Morning book. And I said, cool, you know, I'll run it by Hal. And we started talking about it and we thought, what if we made a positive psychology workbook that teaches families how to create structured morning routines and also teaches them how to elevate their environment in order to shift their subconscious programming? Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea of the book is that people are able to color and they can gain the three attention skills that are developed from a mindfulness practice, which are sensory clarity equanimity, and concentration power. So they can gain those three vital skills while they're coloring, but then the ripple effects of the ripple effects of the coloring really, um, really happen afterward. I always say it's not about the coloring. It's about what happens next. Mm 
And so I ask people to tear out their pages and put them on their mirror, their locker, their desk, their office, you know, in their bathroom and in their kitchen. And that they can recognize that their subconscious is noticing it same way in the schools, in their own environment, they can use them on their vision board. They can put these things in prominent places. And the byproduct is that every time you pass, you know, your beautiful colored affirmation, your body starts to feel those same meditative effects over and over again whenever you're passing it. So you got those same benefits when you were coloring, but you get them again and again when you see what you've done. And so here's a beautiful example. This is uh, the first page in the coloring book, and it is one of my favorites. Oh, nice. And it says, I am where I am because of who I was. But where I go depends entirely on, I'm just kidding. That is not what it says. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were memorizing a different page. I, I was, was, I was like, going for it though. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not what it says. But I do love that. I am where I am because of who I was, but where I go depends entirely on who I choose to be. That is one of my favorite affirmations. But this yeah. page yeah. says, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be to learn what I need to learn in order to become the person I need to be to create the life I want. Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be to learn what I need to learn. I, I love the coloring book aspect because obviously I, you know, with my YouTube channel, I deal with the audio, with the audio aspect of, of affirmations where for those people who just like to be, to listen and, 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 re, and repeat things back uh, that they that that they hear, but but other ways are writing them out, uh, and I love I love that getting that that tactical um, aspect involved with your affirmations when you have to color we have to color them, then placing them now they're visual, so you're hitting on so many multiple levels with that book. So I think it's I think it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And you know, what I actually love the most is that I kind of pair affirmations, visualization, and journaling and um, meditation all together. That's like, that's, so, that's, that's your habit stacking there. Where you're well, <laughs> here's a perfect example. Here's an affirmation that says, I give up being perfect for being authentic or another one that says something like who I become today will determine what I'm capable of creating tomorrow. And when I see an affirmation, like I give up being perfect for being authentic, I get to ask myself this question. What is it about being authentic that gives me a deep sense of meaning, purpose, and fulfillment? And what is it about this unobtainable version of perfection that I need to let go of in order for my authentic self to shine? That's a journaling prompt. That's something I can visualize. And then, you know, during a meditation, I can do a meditation on being my authentic self. And so there's a way to loop in an affirmation and create an entire experience surrounding it. I, you know, I'm ready and committed to make this my best year ever. Then I ask myself, what am I ready and committed to do in order to make it my best year ever? What am I ready and committed to do today? And then that's something you can journal on. 
Then you can visualize what am I ready and committed to do today? What are the things that would make it my best year ever? Visualizing, creating a vision board about what would be, you know, encompassed within my best year ever. And then meditating on having that year and how I'm meant to show up. What attributes am I meant to bring to life if that were my truth? I love it. That's that's wonderful. And that book, uh, just like Hal's, is available on Amazon, I take it? Uh, yes, it is. Awesome, awesome. It's, and I will link to this in the description and then the show notes of this particular uh, recording. Where, uh, where are the best places for people to go? As I know there are a number of different uh, websites that Hal has, but where are some of the best places to go to connect with this community and to learn more about the book? And I think you, you sent me to a, a website. I was actually looking at some of the materials. that had a lot of free downloads of uh, affirmations and diff- different yeah. things. So where, where can people go? So people can go to miraclemorning.club if they want to find out more about the clubhouse and our community. You can go to miraclemorning.com if you fi- want to find out similar information, sans the clubhouse stuff. Um, tmmbook.com has all the free resources, but I'm pretty sure you can get all those same free resources at miraclemorning.club and miraclemorning.com. And they will direct you over to all the books, the podcast, the Facebook group, and all the other places that you could get involved in the Miracle Morning community. That's, that's, that's awesome. Anything, uh, wait, yeah, this has gone longer <laughs> than I, that even th- that I thought we would was it was, I was so enthralled. Uh, this has been so awesome. Anything we didn't discuss that, uh, you'd like to, to mention, or you think we covered it all? You know, I really just want to mention that, um, I'm actually going to pull it up. I want to mention my favorite affirmations formula. And it's also Hal's favorite affirmations formula, because one of the things that I hear from people all the time is that they say that affirmations are something they struggle with. And one of the things that I talk about all the time is that affirmations are meant to presence us to how we're supposed to show up. Mm -hmm. If we say things like I am healthy and strong, and then we eat a donut for lunch, and then we, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV as opposed to going for a walk, having a healthy snack, you know, doing the things that would actually contribute to us being healthy and strong. Um, And so the affirmations formula that I absolutely love is I am just as worthy, deserving, and capable of, and then insert anything that you truly want, but you're holding yourself back from as any other person on earth. And I will prove this by doing and then you kind of insert these af- insert these actions that you're willing to do today. And when an affirmation has an action step component, it takes it from hypothetical to actionable. And when we have actionable, powerful statements, the opportunity to say, oh my gosh, I'm so impressed. I said these affirmations and those things came true is so much higher. So I just wanted to bring that up. Absolutely. That's why uh, in my book, which you should have a copy of by now, there you go to have it to to hold it up, autograph to you and everything. Yay. (laughs) Nicely, nicely, nicely presented there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I I say in there that that all these positive, this positive mental work that you do must be 
if you really want to be firing on all cylinders, coupled with inspired action. Yeah, they should lead to, to action in the, in the real world. It's not just a mental process. Um, and so I'm so glad that you, that you, uh, that you said that. Um, there's some other aspect of that that's escaping me right now. Um, but yeah. And, but it's totally in this book, whatever aspect is escaping you. So <laughs> if anyone wants to know what that cliffhanger is, you can just check out The Power of Affirmations and Positive Self-Talk by Bob. Oh, oh, nice, nice, nice uh, endorsement there. <laughs> Thank you, Bree. <laughs> this has been this has been a blast. Well, I think the world of you. I mean, you are such an inspiration. You're uh, just smart and savvy, and uh, just yeah, I just really appreciate what you're doing. You are living out that mission of of raising the consciousness of the world one morning at a time, one person at a time, one room on Clubhouse at a at a time. Uh, and so, thank you for for all that you do and for taking the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Bob. It was my pleasure. And thanks for everything that you do to bring beautiful affirmations to the world. Oh, I appreciate that. All right. So long for now. Do you think of yourself as a creative entrepreneur or a heart-centered business person? Perhaps you're a musician, author, artist, or performer, or maybe you're a coach, teacher, or energy worker. Or you just have an inspired message you want to share with more people. If this describes you, I invite you to join the Magnetize Your Tribe community. This is where you'll learn how to attract perfect, soul-aligned fans and paying customers without feeling spammy, boastful, or overwhelmed. I'll share the principles that allowed me to grow my YouTube channel to hundreds of thousands of subscribers and the lessons I've learned from publishing 16 books, attracting a sizable online following, and being self-employed for the past 20 years. Just visit bobbakerinspiration.com slash heart. And it's free to join. That's bobbakerinspiration.com slash H-E-A-R-T.